Socialites, and welcome back to the Social Studies Podcast, the podcast where we study being social by being social. Today's episode is brought to you by Spring Break, because I'm on it. Actually, I'm just wrapping it up. This episode comes out on the Monday, which is my first day back to work. And let me tell you what, am I looking forward to it? I don't really know. This is how my school works. We are full in person, okay? Honestly, it's great. But here's the thing. Whenever there's a break, you can't control everybody. So we say like, yo, it'd be great if you didn't go to uh, Miami, but (laughs) if you have to. And then what we do is the week after breaks are all remote. So I'm walking into a full week of remote kindergarten. Now is the part where you send your thoughts and prayers. I'll be waiting. Um, and will probably have lost my sanity by the time they are delivered to me. Spring break was great. I took a little time to disconnect, to connect, if you will. Um, my family came into town. My parents are both here. Uh, it was fantastic. Took them on a lot of Pacific Northwest adventures. One of which was whale watching, which was incredible. If you've never been whale watching, let me tell you what. Get yourself on a ferry to the San Juan Islands. Go to Lopez Island. Go to Friday Harbor. You're going to do San Juan Safari. This was my fourth time. They have not disappointed any time. And it's like incredibly ethical in the ways that they do things. They explain how look it up if you want to know more. It's just, I feel like I'm I'm doing right by the Enviro. And also, parts of your proceeds go to um, protect in the Pacific Northwest Wales. How about that? Anyway, we're on Friday Harbor. It's amazing. My mom, freaking out on the boat. My mom is scared of, uh, hmm, how do I put this? Everything. Literally everything. Uh, pretty sure she was convinced that a whale was going to breach, land on the boat Moby Dick style, and take our asses out. To her, this was plausible on this here day. It did not help that one of you slid into my DMs and told me that that actually happened to a man in your town. I am sorry to hear about that. I'm even more sorry for my mom when I read that out loud to her. Probably not the best decision, but I did it. Anyway, I went to this place to eat with my parents afterwards, got a couple beers. Our server was super great. I was like, how are your fish and chips? She's like, I'm not lying to you. They're the best I've ever had. Were they? Oh my God, yes. They were so good. And I'm going to be serious, the best I've ever had. Anyway, she was super great. At the end of our meal, she came up to the table and she was like, hey, I just want to let you know that... um, I'm a fan and I listen to the podcast and I love it and just wanted to say thanks for making me laugh. I was like, girl, yes, this made my life complete. I love hearing from you guys and I love meeting you guys in the wild. She also said, which to start her sentence, she said, I don't know if this is unprofessional, but I just wanted to say, which I was like, oh, I would never take that as being unprofessional. Like your boss might not want you to or whatever, but here's what we're going to do. Okay. I listened to a couple other podcasts and 
the people who run the podcasts have like little code words that they use with their podcast listeners in the wild. <laughs> and I love that. And then they talk about how people just like shout it out in the street or like come up and whisper it to them if they're like in the grocery store or something. And I love it. So I was like, we got to do one for us. We got to do one for the social studies podcast. And it's got to be super teachery. Okay. Here's what we're going to do. If you see me out and about in the wild, if I'm drunk and we're at a bar, just think twice about it. That's all I'm going to say. You're welcome to just think twice. Also, I apologize in advance for whatever word vomit comes out of my mouth at that point in time. Anyway, if you see me in the wild, you're going to look my direction. You're going to say, one, two, three, all eyes on me. And I'm going to look back at you. I'm going to say, one, two, all eyes on you. And then we will know. We will have this mute understand that's gay for mutual. And we will just get it. We will know. We will vibe. We will be connected in mind, body, and spirit. You know what I mean? That's going to be us. You're going to say one, two, three, all eyes on me. I'm going to say one, two, eyes on you. And we're just going to get it. If I'm, if you come to see me live in the show this summer and y'all want to shout out one, two, three, all eyes on me, girl, I'm going to shout it right back at you. Don't think I won't. We will vibe. It's our little inside thing, our little inside tea, our little inside this, our little inside that. You know what I mean? Um, with spring break, I wasn't in the classroom this week. However, got a little news to drop on you. I don't think I ever told you, but the position that I got for kindergarten for this year was a temporary COVID relief situation where it was just an add-on to get class sizes smaller. It is looking like they do not need the Mr. Dombrowski services the next school year. As soon as I find this out, I, oh, you know, have a panic attack, uh, calm down, talk myself off a ledge, come back down to earth, and then I hit the ground running with the applications, found myself a job fair, a Washington job fair. It's all virtual, a virtual job fair. Let me tell you what. There's no need for a job here to be in person ever again. I'm just going to say that. Unless you want to know that I'm six foot three and have a little bit of a receding hairline, but it works for me, then I'll come see you in person. Otherwise, we can just chitty chat over Zoom. It's all good. It's all gravy, baby. Let me tell you what, though. Teaching has changed a lot. A lot. I'm over here talking to people. And also, by the way, this was for the entire state of Washington. In general, I'm trying to stay in the Seattle area, but it's for the entire state. So I'm like, there are some cool ass islands in this state. I'm applying here. I'm applying there. I'm applying to. I'm applying fro. So did it all this and that. Some of these were straight up on the spot interviews, which let me tell you what, your boy is an interview pro. I um, do these interviews and I am interviewing in like the most unique spots. Here's the thing about me. I don't want to do the same thing every single day, every single year. I feel good that I'm looking for a new job. Some of the jobs told me, they're, they're, everyone's on their A game, mind you. They're all trying to like wine and dine ya, minus the wine, because 
let's be real, public school ain't got the budget for that. They told me that they have signing bonuses for teachers this year. I'm like, uh, I'm sorry. Been in the game for 10 years, ain't never heard of a signing bonus for a teacher. Now, I got in to education when times were dismal. There were too many teachers and not enough places. Nobody was getting jobs. When I graduated, a lot of my friends would go to job fairs that were national and end up getting jobs down south in like North and South Carolina or Souther. And some of my friends started teaching at like $20,000 a year. That's not an exaggeration also, by the way. Uh, and also on top of that, why don't I just fully disclose that my first job ever was $32,000 a year? And that has not changed much for first year teachers. So if we're gonna attract uh, the best and the brightest into this profession, let's not make it so uh, their monthly paychecks are only three numbers before the period and the first one's not even a nine. How about that? But there was, no one was getting a job. Well, this year, they had so many teachers who were like, I'm out because of COVID, because they're older, wanted to retire early, get out because of COVID, or burned out because of COVID, which if that's you, I'm not judging. Listen, I took a year and a half off of teaching and I needed to, to allow my soul to recycle itself and come back as a beautiful flower. The end. I left on the worst possible note ever. We won't get into it now, but it was a really, really, really difficult school year. Had I gone back to teaching the next year, I would have died. I don't exactly know how, but I would have died and it would not have been a pretty situation. All right. Took the time to take a year off, regroup, reset refound myself, knew I always wanted to teach kindergarten, applied for a bunch of jobs, told them all I only want kindergarten, took the one that gave me kindergarten, found my place in education. This is where I need to be happier than a clam. Loving it. Take the time for you. There's no judgment if you need to reset, okay? The beautiful thing about teaching is we can do so much more than just teaching because that's what we do, right? Teachers can do anything. I've told you this before. If the clock breaks, we're gonna stick a ruler in the sandbox, make it a sundial and say, what time is it, girl? Because that's how we do. Anyway, there were no, there were no bonuses, a signing bonus in the day of the teacher depression. Okay. But these schools are like luring me in with the signing bonus. I'm like, I am, listen, if someone's got a dollar, I'm going to work for it. I'm, I will never return money. You guys, I pick pennies up off the street. Anyway. $10,000 signing bonus. Read the fine print. What's it say? Over the course of three years. I'm like, I'm sorry, what? You're giving these people a signing bonus for what? It doesn't even put a dent in their one year of student loan payments. Read between the lines. Not everything's what it cracks up to be. However, would I gladly take an extra 10000 <laughs> yeah, especially if I was coming in at base pay, which I'm not, by the way. So if you're going to give me an offer and it's at base, we're going to have to talk about a new place. And I'll probably spray your ass with mace. Because something that rhymes with an AC family word. That's it. Anyway, yeah, I'm looking for a job. 
And I'm not too proud to beg. If you are hiring, specifically kindergarten or first grade, and you're in Seattle or the Seattle area, send me an email. I'll apply. I'm trying to go back into the classroom. I love it. I love teaching. I'm not just going to let this be my last year in kindergarten. I'm going back to kindergarten town because it's absolutely next level psychotic, and I am too, and we belong together. The end. Yo, quick shout out to the Patreon followers. You guys keep the podcast going. There's some cool perks coming if you guys want to be a Patreon follower. April 29th, <laughs> the day before you boys, Dia de los birth. We're doing a teacher comedy show. I got some other teacher comedians in there. It's only for Patreon members. We also have a new segment coming up on the podcast that's only for Patreons. If you want to become a Patreon member, you can. Five bucks a month. That is less than one cup of coffee per month, just to throw it out there. So you can become a Patreon member, get all of those perks and an invitation to the comedy show on the 29th. Patreon.com slash Joe Dombrowski. Patreon.com slash Joe Dombrowski. Patreon.com slash Joe Dombrowski. Big hello to our newest Patreon fans. Annie Bitsy, Emily Metzger, Leah, just Leah. When you guys don't put your last names, it's so mysterious. Teresa McPherson and Aaron Fitzpatrick. Thank you so much for becoming Patreon fans. I'll see you guys at the comedy show on the 29th. And again, you guys can join too. Patreon.com slash Dombrowski. It's how we keep the podcast going. Do you guys remember how I did the whole leprechaun thing on St. Patrick's Day? Go back a few episodes and listen to it. It's called Leprechaun Murder. Anyway, if you're new here or just tuning in, I did a little leprechaun voice recording voicemail situation for my students. It was a little too scary and I scared the hell out of the entire class. Um, didn't realize that I gave them PTSD because now leprechauns are showing up still to this day in all of their drawings and writing. Here's the biggest example. We are currently working on how-to books, which calling it a book is, you know, um, I'd call it an exaggeration, but it's actually just straight up lying. It's a few pages of letters that look like hieroglyphics. Nobody knows what the hell it's supposed to say. But hey, kindergarten, we're going to roll with it. They all got to choose their own book, what they wanted to write about. Lots of how to make peanut butter and jelly. Lots of how to ride a bike which can be very humorous to read depending on who wrote it because a lot of the times, instead of bike with a B, they spell it with a D. I hope you see where I'm going with this. Anyway, one of my gems of a student, Sophia, who I've told you about, who is a 75-year-old woman in a five-year-old's body, she decides that she's going to make a very sophisticated book called How to Go Potty. Very important, Sophia. We do all need to know how to go potty. I, you you picked a very important topic that every human needs to conquer at some point in their life. Thank you for this. Wasn't aware of how descriptive how to go potty was, especially the pictures. She's got straight up pictures of a person on the toilet, pants to the ankles. There is one picture in particular where the next step was said, finally, push it out. That's what she said. Push it out. Well, we're either pushing out a baby or a baby-sized something because the face of this drawing that she drew, it looks like an anime character in pain. Not only are the eyes squinting in concentration, she added crow's feet to show you how hard this person is pushing. Let's take it one more level. 
There are neck veins coming out of this drawing of a person using the restorial facilities. I about lost my damn mind when I read this book. Could not catch my breath. I was laughing so hard. Then it gets better. I saw something in a couple of the pages. I was like, I don't know what that is. She drew hidden leprechauns in every single step of the page. So as this person is, you know, about to die on the toilet in some sort of Elvis Presley remake situation, there is a tiny evil leprechaun hiding underneath the bathroom sink. So when I asked Sophia about how to go potty, she told me that the main character is often scared and motivated to go potty for the leprechaun. Why? Not a damn clue. No, like, I made a voicemail that tortured the kids so badly they think that there are leprechauns lurking about making them have to go potty. Lord, help me, Jesus. I there was I was expecting a lot with teaching kindergarten. I was not expecting this, okay? I, it's, you know what? It's going to be the 4th of July. They're going to be walking around with their American flags, looking around at the barbecue for where the leprechauns are. Pretty positive that's what I've done to my class. They will be in therapy, their senior years of high school being, is there anything that uh, haunts you to this day? Um, I have an irrational fear of uh, tiny green leprechauns named Skippy Sprinkles who, you know, sound like a very, a very raspy, deep-throated gay man and or woman. We're not, we're not sure, uh, but it haunts me to this day. I see him every night in my sleep. That's what's going to happen. Also... My students have been having a lot of arguments with each other lately. Kindergarten arguments are the absolute best. What are we arguing about in my class? Oh, we're we're arguing about what we're going to be for Halloween. Yep. It's April. But by all means, let's argue about what we're going to be for Halloween. God forbid you have any two students in the class who in April find out that they want to be the same thing for Halloween. Because no... There can only be one Elsa up in this class, and it is whoever has the most drive gall and presumption because let me tell you what, this little chickadee in my class, you can't tell her she is not both Anna and Elsa at the same time in one body. She will literally, my classroom is about to turn into a medieval times situation. I'm just like sitting back at my desk eating a whole turkey drumstick watching these two joust it out to figure out who can be Elsa for Halloween. Let me tell you what, it gets better. They wave their pencils around like magic wands pretending to freeze each other to see who can do better freezing and that's who gets to be Elsa. You're probably listening right now with, Joe, tell them that they can both be Elsa. Oh, I tried. I tried. It was a quick foot stomp and a now for me. I was like, you know what? Have at it. It's more entertaining watching you two try to figure this out anyway. By all means, go for it. So there's like one who's very adamant about this. There's another one who 
I think she's just trying to get under the other one's skin, but I haven't put it together yet. Oh, you don't think a five-year-old can be that sort of sociopathic? You're wrong. They absolutely can be. She's just grinding the gears of the other one, winding her up. To the point where this girl showed up dressed like Elsa. For no reason. To school. Just in walks in a full-blown Elsa. In her Elsa gown. Ready to let it go, let it go, can't hold yourself anymore. In the middle of math. Okay, cool, cool. Um, Who thought this was a good idea to let a three-foot-tall Elsa into my kindergarten class like that wasn't going to be the distraction of the day. Then I sat back and thought about it. Now, I don't know for sure. I didn't get the heads up on it. How many of you moms of five-year-old have had to actually argue it out with a kid when they want to wear their Halloween costume to school? I can just picture the Halloween costume in April conversation going on at school, and it's not much of a conversation. You're just like, no, you're going to wear regular clothes today. And they look at you and they're like, actually, ma'am, I'm not. Okay. Because you still have to put my shoes on. Breakfast is still on the table. We're already four minutes behind. And eventually you're going to give up. I know you will. So you have two choices. Either I have a full-blown tantrum when we're getting out of the car because you didn't let me wear what I wanted to today. Or you bite the bullet, allow me to live my Elsa fantasy on this here, the Lord's Day, or what? Okay, so I suggest you grab the keys to our Subaru Outback, allow me to get in the back seat, past all the water bottles that are at the bottom of the car, okay? Buckle my ass up and drive me to school. And don't think you're not going to get shamed for getting me to school late for the third day this week. And who's that on? You, not me. I'm five. You're 43. Get it together. And also, let it go, let it go. Thank you very much. I'm about to Elsa freeze your ass down. Elsa gets her way. I am the queen of this here castle, all right? I'm going to pull my frozen majak all up on you. If you do not get it, go in my way. When I get home, I need there to be a full-blown snowman in the backyard. Do not care that there's no snow on the ground. Make it happen or your weekend will be a living hell. Thank you, Mom. Also, are we Norwegian? The only answer should be yes. I'll see you at Epcot. Have a blessed day. That's how those conversations go in my head. I know you moms are just like in your car seat right now like, yep, yep, mm-hmm. But I do have to tell you what. I had to really not give in to this Elsa in the classroom situation because if I did, it would have just like created a disturbance beyond belief in the classroom. Like I so badly wanted to like, twirl about with Elsa and her little wand that had, it was like a ribbon dancer, like a 2021 ribbon dancer that she had with like blue, silver and white string coming out. I was like, girl, give me that ribbon dancer. Put a little single ladies by Beyonce on and let me create choreographical magic for your little ass. All right. You're not going to know what hit you. 
um, didn't do it because it just would have been too much. Time and place. Sometimes you can be goofy with the kids, but if you do it too early, you lose the whole day. Anyway, so I had to kind of like not give into it, but let me tell you what, there is nothing cuter on the face of this earth than a kindergartner walking into your classroom in late spring in their Halloween costume and looking at their mother who has been through it during the day and they're just like they're all yours it is the best thing ever it is so cute when they walk to school in a costume in an inappropriate month there is no inappropriate month, actually. Wear your costume all the live long day. I encourage it. I want to see some little Buzz Lightyear's coming on in. I want to see more Anna and Elsa's all day. Um, we're going to live our Indina Menzel fantasy together next time. Oh my God, it's the best. It's one of those things that you also don't think about with kindergarten, right? It even happens to you and you're just like, yep, yep. And you look past it. And at the end of the day, you're like, that was so cute. I love it. Which is why I'm trying to teach kindergarten or first grade again next year. So again, if you have the opening, baby, you better have a little bit of that budget stocked away so we can grab some beers after work. That's one thing that I've always done in every school I've worked in. I round the troops on Friday. I don't care if I like you or not. I don't care if you're that crotchety teacher who we never even speak to each other except for that one time you replied all to an email. I'm rounding you up on a Friday, once a month at least, and we're going to the bar. Whichever one's in walking distance because my car will probably be here till Sunday. That's what I'm good for. We're creating culture and community, baby. That's what's up. A reading from the book of D. Amen. Hey, it's that time again. You guys know, post a picture of you listening to the podcast, okay? Put it on your Instagram story or your Facebook or your wherever. Make it a main post and tag me. I don't care what it is. Tag me. I love to hear it. I love to hear from you guys. I love to see who's listening. Every week, I'm picking a new person. This person, this week, you get a shush fan. I'm sending to do that Mr. D shush fan. Shush your whole class. Shush your husband. Shush your dog. Shush your neighbor's dog. Shush anything that needs a shushin. You're getting the shush fan. This week goes out to Lance Butchanderman. Lance.jpg is your Instagram. Very special reason that this goes to Lance. Okay, so Lance writes in that he's listening to the podcast, and this is what he says when he posts it. I have a traumatic kindergarten story for you. It was writing time at my old school. The kid hated writing time. I told him that he couldn't go to the art station until he tried to write. He called the police on me with his smartwatch. Cops and everything came to get me. Still miss kindergarten, though. Lance, do I feel you so hard on that? First of all, why does that five-year-old have a smartwatch? If you do not get one in return for teacher appreciation, there's something wrong with the system. That's the type of stuff that we deal with in kindergarten, okay? Real, raw, unfiltered, never know what's going to happen, can't prepare you for this type of thing in any sort of graduate or undergraduate study that you endure to become a teacher. Kindergarten is a wild beast, Lance. You sound like you need a shush fam, baby. So I'm sending one your way. You guys, always take your screenshots, send them to me, put them on Instagram. I want to see them. I want to see who's listening. We got a winner coming at you every single week. Again, on April 29th, we have a teacher comedy show coming up for all the Patreon listeners. Also on Patreon, if you are on there, 
we have announced the entire School's Out for Summer tour. Oh, quick heads up on that too. I haven't even announced the cities yet and some of the shows have already sold out. I don't know which one of you internet sleuths are up to something, leaking the dates or whatever, but a lot of these cities are at capacity restrictions. So if you want to make sure you get a ticket, the cities and dates are already on Patreon. Make sure that you find it, become a Patreon member. Five bucks a month, that's less than one cup of coffee per month. Would love to have you there. Would love to have you support the podcast. That's how the podcast keeps going. Patreon.com slash Joe Dombrowski. Patreon.com slash Joe Dombrowski. Patreon.com slash Joe Dombrowski. And I love all of you. Every single one of you who's listening, I love it. It was so awesome to disconnect, to connect this week with my family for spring break. I'd say I'm sorry for taking a little hiatus, but I got to tell you what, I'm not because I feel recharged and in charge, baby. I tell you every week, make some time for yourself because this profession will eat you alive. And that goes for anything. If you're a nurse, if you're a mom, if you are a barista at Starbucks, a server, no matter what you are, make some time for yourself. It's going to be worth it. Let me tell you what. I love you guys so much and we'll see you next week. Bye. Thank <laughs> you.